Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yes, we are. That was, I will say, one of my favorite things, though, when we first started is how every time we... I was like, well, a rom-com. Real, we, you would go to say it. You'd be like, it's rom-com. And I'd be like, crime. It's crime. Here's the thing. I'm saying it right now, but I'm still missing the rom-com because I know. they've been upsetting lately. Well, this one is upsetting because yes. all crime is upsetting. Yeah. But... We this are a one true is, crime. Uh, com- oh yeah, sorry. Tell the people. We are a true crime comedy podcast with uh, a romantic kind of element to every crime that we investigate and or talk about. That's right. We're your investigators. Or at least tonight we get to be. Yeah. Because tonight we're doing something we haven't done yet. That's right. We're doing a, like a cold case yeah. or an unsolved mystery. Yes. I'm calling it mystery instead of murder because No, I love it. because there is actually no definitive proof there was a murder. That it was a murder, but there also is no definitive proof that there wasn't a murder. Guys, put your seatbelts on cuz this one's going to be a good one. That's right. Tonight, we are going to talk about Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood who was in every like major motion picture that mattered. Right. Like all of the things, all of the things. When I was going through her filmography, I was like, yes. wait, that's right. She was in that and she was in that. I mean, we're theater people. Yep. I was specifically a musical theater geek. So yeah. the fact that, you know, West Side Story, Gypsy. Yeah, she's, I love her know. in Gypsy. Gypsy's a good one. She is so good in Gypsy. West Side Story's, it's good, but her character's a little. Well, she doesn't get to sing in that one. She doesn't get to sing. Someone else. Although it's very hard Scandalous. to sing that part. Yeah. Really? Yeah, well, you know, I think it's like soprano. There's, oh, it's, yeah. it's a vocal type you have to possess. You can't just have, you can't just cast anyone in it and be right. like, you got this. Right. You know. Okay, so. I mean, I think that can be said for all, all musicals. <laughs> Not in. Not this one. Oh, where'd it go? So here's, I had an idea, Vaughn. Yes. Oh, also, hi, I'm Avrin. I'm Vanya. And we're your host of Rom Crime. Yes, we are. And so I thought with this case, because it is unsolved. Yes. Because there are so many different, like, differing theories about yeah. what happened, Yeah, that before you and I just get into full like armchair detective yes. mode, which I can't wait to do with yeah. you, why I just want to lay out the only facts that we know to be true. Okay. Like, these are the facts. They're not, they cannot be disputed. Okay. Okay. 
So the facts. On November 28, 1981, on board Robert Wagner's yacht, The Splendor, were Robert Wagner, Natalie Wood, his wife, their guest, Christopher Walken, and their skipper slash captain, he's been called both, Dennis Deverne. Right. That is correct. They, those, those are the people on board. That night, at some point, Natalie Wood ends up in the water and is discovered shortly after 7 a.m. on November 29th, 1981, about a mile away, floating in the water, in a nightgown, a red jacket, and wool socks. No underwear. No underwear. Did not know that. Yeah, that's okay. true. So there we go. After a two-week investigation by the police, the case was classified as an accidental drowning and closed. Okay? Right. So those are the facts. Here's also a few more facts. Sorry, I got excited. I was like, and those are the facts. <laughs> There's a few more facts. So in 2011... The case was reopened, and the death certificate was changed from accidental drowning to, and this is in quotes, drowning and other undetermined factors. In 2018, the case was reclassified as suspicious, and Robert Wagner was named a person of interest in the case. So as far as what we know wow. to be factually true, cannot be disputed, yeah. is not based on eyewitness testimony or anything like that, that's about it. Right. I can think of one other sort of, I think it's a fact, but it's a proven eyewitness thing. So right. the only other thing that we do know is that these four had gone out to dinner and got shit-faced. In Catalina Island, right? In Catalina Island, On yes. Catalina. Um, yeah. Shit-faced. So much so that the... Um, restaurant owner, manager, person in charge yeah. called the harbor master right after they left and was like, yo, Natalie, RJ, that'll be what we call Robert Wagner yeah. for most yeah. of the episode. Chris Walken and Dennis Deverne are all headed back to the boat. They're highly intoxicated, so can you please make sure that yeah, they, they all... Yeah, they're taking their dinghy Yeah, back so to the can boat. you please make sure that they all make it back to the boat safely and get on board? And as far as we know, they definitely did. Yeah. But so I guess we'll call that a fact, too. So yep. also very, very intoxicated. All right. Yes. So, Vanya, now let's talk about what people think happened. Well, I... I or what do you think Well, happened? here's the thing. I have to go all the way back oh, to back. Natalie Wood. She was not born Natalie Wood. She was born Natasha, I think, or Natalia right. Zakarinko. Yep. And she was born to Russian immigrants. And basically, she had uh, a stage, like, a you know, a full stage mom. Yeah. Her mom was like, uh, my daughter's going to be in the picture. Can I also say that I love this? I did the facts yeah. of the case, and now Vanya's going to lay out the facts of the woman herself <laughs> at the center of the story who had such an amazing story. She did, because, you know, she, her mother knew she was going to be a star. She took her to a gyp, or she went to a gypsy woman when she was very young. Was it? Were you about to go like, there? Did you know about the gypsy yes. woman? Yes. Yeah. And she was, you know, kind of getting her cards read or whatever. And this this gypsy woman t tells um, Natalia Zakarinko's mother, that's Natalie Wood's mother, that one day she will die in dark waters. Right. <gasps> that's not what I was going to yes. say. But that's not what I was going to tell you. That is what you. she said. What were you going to tell me? I read somewhere. <laughs> no, I love that. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. That's insane. She was, that's why she was, so, why she was so afraid scared? of dark waters wow. all her life. So because a gypsy woman told her told mother that? that she would die in dark waters. And she did. 
That's insane. Yeah. So I was going to tell you that I read and or saw on a, I think I watched the 48, um, oh, yeah. the 48 yep. hour special, but then a couple other ones. And that, so her mom was a highly spiritual person, like believed in, you know, having her cards read and like reading of the stars. Yeah. But I read that part of the reason why she pushed so hard to get Natalie into the movie business is because she went to a psychic who told her before she had any children, your second child will be a star. Wow. And that that is why she was, that's why it was always Natalie. That's who she pushed. That was her second, that was her second child. And that she had been told that she was going to be a star. Right. So she was like a pushy, pushy stage mom. I can't believe it. Oh, yeah. A gypsy told her that. Yeah. She was she terrified was... of dry, dark waters so all her life. So told her mom that or told Natalie? No, told her mother that. And, and so her, her mother mom told, told him her. Gro- her growing up. That's, That's insane. It is insane. I mean. It is well documented. It's on TV interviews that she is like horribly afraid of dark water. Yeah. Ocean water. She says it. Yeah. There's video of her saying it. I know. It. It's crazy. It's crazy because it's almost like when you watch a reality show and someone's commenting on something that already happened, but she's, un- she's meaning that she's dead. Like all the documentaries are about her death and the right. mysterious, and here is you know, surroundings. This past interview that just, yep, to up. me, maybe disproves a couple of people's theories. Really? Okay. Ooh, I can't wait to get into scared, theories. You know, she sorry. was very scared of the yeah. water. She but was very scared us, of the water. Yeah, tell us more about her. So, well, you know, she, she was, um, you know, afraid of the water. She was born in 1938. In 1944, her mother moves her to L.A. Um, in 1945, she gets a contract, and that's when she changes her name to Natalie Wood. Um, in 1947, she gets the role of Miracle on 34th Street. And I think she got, she got a smaller role earlier where, uh, where she had to cry on cue. Oh, and right. her mother, while the audition happened, her mother knew she loved butterflies. Her mother brought to set, to the audition... Uh, a live butterfly in a in a glass a jar. jar, and as the audition's happening, she pulled the butterfly out and pulled the wings off the butterfly, <gasps> and Natalie would to make cry. her cry on yeah, cue. Yeah, cried on cue. And so there's a like a lot of I think child abusey stuff happening. Um, that is so fucked up. Yeah, and so she got that part. But anyway, so on she so gets she got that part because she could cry on cue because exactly. her mom ripped apart a butterfly yeah. in front of her. Yeah, Jesus. and Miracle on 34th Street, I think that's when they dyed her hair blonde, you right. know. And, and that was definitely her, like, breakout Yeah, role. that was her breakout role, of that's course. That's when she was the go-to kid you casted in the movie. Yeah, exactly. But in so many ways, a lot of people talk about, her, because of her mother's pushing her to re- know her lines. And, I mean, the truth is, is it is hard work to be an actor, you know. Absolutely. But she was robbed of her childhood. Right. In a way, you know. Um so she basically becomes this like uber child star and she's sort of coming of age at this time. She's been working consistently, working her ass off. Never has any acting training, by the way. Right. I did read that. And wants to change her persona, I guess, or do, do well, stuff yeah, that means something. Let's be real. Even in today's, yeah. I know that like the motion picture industry back then was different than right. it is today. But right. today, I mean, it's so rare for yeah. a kid star to transition, to transition into, adult. into an adult star and have, like, a, the same kind of success. Right, like, who's done it? Leonardo DiCaprio. Right, but was he all that much of a famous child star? He was. Marvin's Room. But he was, what's uh, eating I mean, Gilbert he was late teens. I would say, what's eating Gilbert Grape? But, I mean, as a oh, kid, yeah. as a I kid, guess kid, you're like, right. he was never an, an eight-year-old. Right, and here's a, the know. other thing about Leonardo. He was playing roles that were very... 
in the always, adults. And they're like, always edgy. Edgy, yeah. you know? So that's the thing that everybody's always, usual child stars are trying to get out of, is that thing. Like, uh, the, all the Disney stars, like, for them to cross over, it's going to take hard. some well, work. Well, it's when we can name, we don't need to, but we can think of many examples of young Disney stars who came up, who tried to make that transition, yeah. and either got kind of eaten alive just by the, the world we live in today, and right. the constant celebrity, like, obsession and the media and all that or right. also just their inability to do so right like you're not the cute kid from Sixth Sense anymore sorry yeah <laughs> but, you know, well that's like, true where's your place now right he, he was, was on an episode of that guy um what's the his new name? Amazon yeah he was on show. boys the yeah. boys and he was amazing he, was he played awesome. a great character but and he's doing it right play yeah that idea though yeah. where he was like Kind That's of a true. washed up superhero yeah. that couldn't really get work anymore and had to do like the sad yeah. superhero like circuit. What tour. Hallie? What's his name? Hallie something. Yes. But he. But I will say he's a good actor. He I mean, a, a lot actor. of people are good actors. You know who did make it through was the kid from Succession, uh, Kieran the Culkin. Culkin. Yeah. yeah. I feel like most of the Culkins made it. Did somehow manage to yeah. with everything that they were going through with their stage. Right. Papa, yeah, exactly. You know, they were able to transition, but that would have been a perfect yeah. example if they hadn't been able to right. of like the challenges. Of so that. Natalie was like hell bent. She's like, I'm gonna, and also, meanwhile, her mother is like on her ass. Like, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't go out. She doesn't have a normal childhood. She doesn't have normal friends. Apparently, her mother was like extremely cold. Like, right. just like not that you know, Natalie's not a murderer. But when you talk about mothers and murderers, it's the reason those shows. Like a, that's a show on was it Amazon? I watched it on Amazon. I was telling Vanya I was watching this. Yeah. Um, just true crime docu series because I tend to just always do that, and I mm. found one earlier today. Right. For research for a future episode, or maybe not. But uh, <laughs> it was called um, "Murderers and Their Mothers," and right. it's an entire series about the the role a mom plays in creating a murderer, yeah. which I thought felt. You know, that's a heavy burden. But then it again, a heavy to burden. be a mom, is it... Well, the role we... Burden. You know, the role a mother and a father play in creating a human being. Yeah. It's just a, it's a thing, you know? Raising that human And then being. how that person's going to treat other people. Yeah. Um, so she gets to the director of Rebel Without a Cause. She wants to play this role. And he's like, I don't think it's that bitch. Right. He's like, I'm looking for somebody with more edge. I need edgy. Yeah. And she's like been basically the equivalent of like a... A Hannah Montana, exactly, or like a Disney star. and everyone else in the that have been cast in Rebel are like really, you know, cool actors, studio people. Yeah, James Dean and everything. So the some, ultimate cool kids. Yeah, and so she starts hanging out with them, and like that sort of scene. I think she was hanging out with. Oh God, what's his name? Mm, can't get it, but. They, they get in a car accident, and he, she calls the director. This guy's supposed to be, he's in the film as well. And I will look it up. Who else was in that film? But I will look it up while you talk. Keep talking. Um, he, he, so she calls the director and is like, I'm in the hospital. Everybody's fine, but you need to put me in this movie because I'm not a good girl. I'm, you know, like, I'm whatever. And so they call her in for a, you know, a reading, and she, she gets the part. And she's really good in it. Like, she plays with... Uh, James Dean, and you know how it is, like when you play a sport with somebody who's better, it makes you better. Yeah. This is the same thing in acting. Like she's with these heavy, like heavy hitters, emotional that, like, upper game. Yes, and um, and so she, she, I think she gets a nom. She gets an Academy uh, nom so for it. Oh. Well, that is something that I read that at the time Dennis Hopper. Dennis she was, Hopper. Yeah, he gets okay. in a car accident. Oh wow. Yeah. 
He's still around. He's he still doing around. movies. I okay. always think of him from the movie Speed. I know, 100%, right? That's what comes to what mind. What does he say? Pop quiz, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but yeah. So, but so she gets the role and and gets an Academy Award nomination. Yeah, she gets a nomination, but of is, course he dies before the oh, movie's that's out, right. and she's like destroyed. So sad. Yeah. And she, I think she kind of had a thing for him, too, you know. Also, I have to put together again that she had no acting training, which when you, like, for people out there who, you know, haven't uh, studied, you know, acting, it's like to create a role, it's not as simple as you don't just memorize lines and go right. on set. You really have to create, like, a whole, it takes time, and it's, it's you build a foundation. Right. And so she, as a child actor, was just getting... Not lucky, but like, you know, she had good instincts, they said. She right. Like, well, I was going to say, she might not have ever had like formal training, but right. if she grew up on right. movie sets, then oh, she, of had, course. she had the best kind of training you can I mean, get that's watching true. all of the, the greats. That's but true. But there is something to be said. I think you're right. Like, finally being given the opportunity to, to, perform, to act with people that have so much talent, that have yeah. the ability to like pull you pull something out of you you didn't even know you had because yes. I'm not going to say that they made you look better they just yes. actually made you better yeah exactly and so that's what that movie did for her yeah and, and the sorry no no you go I was just going to say the reason I'm I'm really talking I want to talk a lot about her film career is because in the end of her life I think her her ups and downs in her film career had a lot to do with her tension in her marriage and and a lot to do with yeah maybe why they like to drink so much yeah and, you know just saying was, and also we'll get into this too but like yeah. competing now Vanya and I come from this I think in a different headspace because we're yes. both we've, we're both um, actors we've both like always been you know performers in our True. whole lives and yeah and we, I'm sure, I know I have, dated other people that were in that same industry. Yes, I have. And of course you're supportive and you want the best, but there is also, to be to want to be an actor does require a certain amount of, um, like, self-obsession. Narcissism. And I say that in a, in a, in a I'm, like, I'm talking about myself I'm here. an actor as yeah, well. Yeah, like, you have to want to be seen to right. a degree that is more than other people. Exactly. And so then to share that spotlight or to feel like someone's doing better than you or being seen more yeah. than you... We're going to get back to that because yeah. I think that's huge. I but do yeah, too. I, I'm so fascinated. So, so keep after, talking about so, her. So after know. he dies, she's distraught and sad. She's and how feeling old good. Was she, do you know, when she, she did Rebel Without a Cause? Um, let's see. Yes, I can tell you. I was going to say, uh, I hold up. I want to say she was 18 years old. She was so either came, 17 or 18. Came because, out in 55. Yeah, because, which be, oh, here's us doing math again. 38. She was born in 38. So, so Yeah, so she was 17 I when did she did that it. so fast. And then she married, good job. I know. Um, she married, she met, sorry, she met Robert Wagner, RJ. She met, she meets RJ when she's 18 years old. And the studio sets them up, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think it was like a fix up because. And he's beautiful. He was like. Handsome. A handsome, charming TV star. Yeah, he has lips you just want to sit on. The little, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, to me, it's like a different era in time because he was 26, right? Right. And he was 26. She's, she's 17 or 18. Or, or yeah. Like 17 or just turned 18. Exactly. And adult men, I'm assuming, are like, we're going to set these two kids up. Right. And there's just a part of me that's like, mm. Exactly. Because it's always been, their their relationship was like sensa- sensationalized, like Jen yeah, and. Tabloids. Uh, yeah. So they get married in 1957. She's 19. Things aren't going well. Uh, he's at, she's at, her career is booming. His isn't. Like. His isn't. He's not a TV star yet. He had he keeps trying to get into movies and different things. And she's things. a bona fide movie yeah. star, right? Because starting with um, 
Rebel Without a Cause, yeah. as you mentioned, she gets nominated for an Oscar and yeah. then goes on to get nominated two more times, but before she's 25. Yeah, right? it's true. They get or divorced. 23? No, I was reading about that. She was like the youngest actress to ever be nominated three times until Sorsha Ronan and Jennifer Lawrence oh. came along and broke her record because they were 23 and she was 25. But oh. At the time, she was the youngest actress. Yeah. When she received that so, third nomination. Super hot shit in, yeah, the, in so the city. Big or deal in, movie in star. Hollywood. Like she was a bona fide movie star. But it wasn't working out and they divorced in 62. So they're only married for five years. Um, RJ marries another woman, has a kid. Natalie, she gets together with, uh, I think, a British producer and. Um, they, uh, she does not have a child, but she, he cheats on her with their private sec- secretary. I thought they did have a child. Did they? I think they had a daughter. Oh, I was thinking that RJ just had a kid, but yes. No, I think they both like married other people and had kids with other people. Oh, that is so sad. Yes. Okay. So then, then they go out to a dinner party and she's working, right? So she's divorced her philandering, yeah. cheating husband. And he also has... Divorced his wife? I think so. Well, they're on the, they're on the way to do it because apparently they, they see each other at a, a dinner party and they look at each other and say they always knew that they were meant to be back together. And then can I just... I yeah. just want to throw this in here because this is one of the things that I feel like kept coming up. So when they decided to remarry... Yes, tell me. Lana Wood, who's Natalie Wood's sister, who will become a bigger right. character in the story later, um, when she was being interviewed and I saw her and she was telling about how did you find out they were going to get remarried and she said, well, I was at a family dinner... And RJ was there <laughs> and just like slid right back in where he'd been like in there, you know, like now we're back together and this oh, is just it. And then yeah. she said, uh, granted, you guys, this is all again conjecture. But she said that Natalie told her when she was like, what are you doing? That she looked at her sister and she said, you know, sometimes the devil, you know, is better than the devil. You don't. Interesting. And Lana really holds on to that. Right. Wow. That meant, that meant like if, if that is true. And not just, you know, a story being told. So if that right. is true, then that is explains a lot about why Lana Wood is, has the position that she has. Yep. And so they get married for the second time. Yeah. And, and that marriage is, is, like, seemingly really happy yeah. until she dies, right? It seems that way. Right. That's the thing is, like, you know, nobody knows what goes behind closed doors, but it sounds like there's... So what she decides when she does get married to him, she's like, I'm going to have a family. Right. Like, I want to be a mother. I'm going to... Uh, Settle down and do this. So she has, I think, two kids, right, from mm-hmm. him. So they have another, they have, they have children, yeah. and then she takes a break. Yes, which I, you know, as a mother, I'm like, okay, this is where I'm kind of like, oh, hell no. Because she's like, you know, she was getting over the business, um, you know, so she's like, I'm going to sit and have, have a family, which is amazing, right? It's yeah. great. But realizes after a couple years that, you know, and and so, anyways, as this is happening, he starts working more. He starts becoming. That's when he gets the. He becomes you know, a huge TV star. Yeah, exactly. And she's you know holding everything down at home, but she's like, you know what? No, I wanna, I wanna work again. Yeah. Um. And by the way, this before this before she stopped to have kids, she did Splendor in the Grass, which she always saw as one of her ultimate right, things goals. that she had done. I didn't get to see it. I meant to watch it because I wanted yeah. to because I, they I talk about it. Either. It's about like it's about like young kids. Right, Blinkin. and jealousy. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, it's like, was, it was scandalous, apparently. Like, yeah. you know, because they, back in the, whatever, 60s, Young kids, Blinkin, always scandalous. Yeah, always <laughs> scandalous. But, like, and, like, in the 50s, like, honoring your impulse to do that, you know? Right. Or is, is it, isn't there some kind of, like, love triangle and, like, jealousy and, like, yeah. some real 
deep, like dark stuff that they don't normally yeah. cover in the movies, especially like with the the woman playing like the kind of role that exactly. she played in it. I, yeah. We should definitely watch that. We should. You and we'll, I should just we'll, watch we'll it together and then we'll come back and tell you what we thought. Yeah, so I wanted to see that, but that's one That's one. Uh, that was you know, movie she felt proud of. That was one Oscar nomination. Yep, exactly, die. yep. Um, so anyways, then she's like, I'm going to, she has her, they have their kids, whatever. She's like, I'm going to get back into the bit, I'm getting back into the movies. So she gets cast in uh, with Christopher Walken um, and it, what the hell was that movie called? Like it's like brainstorming. Yep, that's what it was. Brainstorm. So brainstorm, she's brainstorm. Sorry. Yeah, so she's in this like weird sci-fi, which apparently it's not that great. I yeah, it's so funny. I actually was thinking, I'm like, oh, I should watch that, but then I was reading about because she died in the middle of filming. Yeah. They had to do so much like reworking yeah. of stuff and having you know a stand-in, and I was just kind of like, well, I'm imagining this isn't the movie that it was. No, meant to be. and I don't know if it ever was gonna going to be that that good, but she loved working with Christopher Walken. Well, and also what I was reading too is that so. If it wasn't going to be that good, that would have been surprising to a lot of people because Christopher right. Walken, at the time when this all went down right. and when they were making this movie together, he was hot. Had shit. He was hot shit. He had just won the Oscar for Deer Hunter. Like he was oh, emerging right. as like the, one of the most talented actors right. in Hollywood. So I Can imagine you do at least Can in you their do minds. An impersonation? No, I don't want to. I'll embarrass myself. I'll do it. No, <laughs> I'm Christopher Walken. Yeah. <laughs> I love Natalie Wood. Come over to my house, Natalie Wood. No, I don't know. I always, want, I always wanted to think. My husband does a really good Christopher Walken. I was gonna say. I feel like I've heard a lot of good ones, but right now I this can't. This is not. I can't hear. I can't even hear. It's a cadence thing. It him. is. He's like, come to my house. I don't know. He's like, like that, I'm doing Dracula. Anyways, so Christopher Walken. Um, they're doing the show. They, uh, they stop. Production of the holidays, Thanksgiving. Yes, and because they've uh, Christopher Walken and Natalie would have become very close on set, yeah. very good friends. She invites him to spend Thanksgiving with her and RJ um, on their yacht. Can I have a, ask a question though? Yeah. Where the fuck are the kids? Like, how do you get a weekend away? How do you get Thanksgiving away from your kids? Um, and why do you want to be away from your well, kids on Thanksgiving? Well, that is an excellent question. I did not. Ever, I, I am not a mom. Isn't this it funny is why how it comes? I, we come from. I'm not a mother, and Vanya's a mother. So when I was reading all of this, because you're right, she was only 43. Yeah. So it's not like she had 25 no. year old children. I don't know how old her kids were at the time. They of were her not death. old. Well, let's see here. Actually, I, I really don't know how old they were, but I just think that's so interesting that I don't. I never once thought like, yeah. why wouldn't their kids be with them on Thanksgiving? Because I don't ever. Like I am, uh, of course that makes. I'm sense. over 25, and my mother still wants me to be at every oh, holiday. Yeah, I mean, you know, same here, and I think that's true for everyone. You so know? you're right, but and I, I also would think, too. You know, movie stars. They have help. They have yeah. If they had young kids, they yeah. have help. If they, you know, maybe they're just. I don't know. I don't want to speculate on the nature of her relationship with her kids. Right. But, but the, we don't know. But they were not there. And I'm were glad they weren't there. Well, me too. And But I do think in a lot of times we've, you know, so many of the, this is not a serial killer situation, but like so many of the serial killers are like, you know, their kids are like completely like, or sorry, it's from the 70s and from like the, that era where people just didn't watch their kids as much. Right. Or like, whatever. Yeah, it wasn't or as important little, to have your kids around. People weren't as worried that bad things yeah. were going to happen back then. Which, which I is think, weird because it seemed like it might be the heyday of bad that things. That was the happening. heyday of bad things. But it might have also been because people weren't worried about it. So it was just easier to do those and things. And I think that's why parents my age or in my era are like, you know, whether you call it helicopter or whatever, you're just watching your kids like overly because. We all know somebody who got like fucking picked up from right. Picked you up actually, on the street. You think you know? about those scenarios. Yeah, our parents never did. It was like well, the, my mom did. The dad whistle. Oh, that's right. Your mom and the 
But yeah, I love it so much. But it's a thing. Yeah. But I also think you know maybe like our parents, they it was a level up from their parents. Exactly. Everybody's getting better. Because Natalie Wood, she was forty three. In, when she died in 81, and I was born in 82, and my mom was 30. Right. So she wouldn't have been, like, the same parental generation, but she also yeah. would have been closer to that than, say, like, For sure. her mom would have been to the parental generation of Natalie Wood. For sure, and she's the first-generation American, too, right. so that's a different thing, too. And also, you know, like, grew up in a, a strange universe of movies and not normal yeah. life, and I read so many interesting things about her, too, like, when she had to do school on set when she was a kid. Oh, yeah. Law, how she would, like, she was apparently a really good student. Right. And they said one of the few young child actors that excelled at math. So, like, she didn't just have an artistic brain. Oh, nice. Like, she was really smart. And that she always felt so guilty. So she would race through the, her studies and make sure, like, the second the three hours were up that she would, like, run back because she felt bad having to hold the crew up. Yeah. So I'm sure her also, mother like, made her feel bad. Right. But I think she must have also been, like, a very caring, like, yeah. considerate. It sounded like yeah. she was always, always concerned about other people's well-being. Yeah, right. I did, did you read that she was, she could be cold? Natalie? Yeah. You know, I did more, more, that's, most of my research was actually on, like, what Virgin? happened or yeah, what yeah. they think no, happened I love it. I versus love it. The, them as individuals. Right. But I kind of love, I loved, I knew when we were talking like, in texting about this, and you were telling me all the things that you had, like, just learned about her. Right. And so much of it was about, like, her childhood and her mom, and I was like, this is amazing. All I've been doing is, like, I'm on Reddit looking at threads of potential things that happened on that boat and, like, blind items and gossip magazines that I have no cred, like, no cred at all, but are interesting theories. It is fascinating, though, because this is one of the, you know tabloid-type things that they you could still see in the tabloids. Why, where did, yes, you know, what's her... Yes, to this day. I mean, 2018 That's was crazy. the last time this was, was in the last news. last year. That was last year, which is when they uh, named RJ a person of interest. Right. And reclassified. I know they, in 2011, they reopened the case. So I don't know if that was... I know he was only named as a person of interest in 2018. In 2018, yeah. Um, so now I think maybe we segue into... Yeah. Let's what talk about happened to Natalie exactly. Wood? And I think one of the reasons why this is a story that still fascinates people yep. is because nobody really knows. Yeah, exactly. Everybody can speculate. Right. Um, but the only, if it was not an accident, then the only people who know the truth are her and the person who did this to her. Yeah. And if it was an accident, then nobody knows what happened except right. for her and she will never be able to tell us. Right. So so it's endlessly fascinating. So so it is endlessly fascinating. So to and set the scene, it. they they do their dinner yes at in Catalina Island on Catalina They're Island. They're drinking wine. It's Thanksgiving weekend. Right. They're having a grand old time although some eyewitness reports of that meal said it seemed like Natalie and Christopher were having a really good time and RJ seemed to be kind of like sulking and almost like he wasn't even with them. Right. And I heard some of that, too. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of speculation yes. on a lot of different ways that all was right. playing out. So are we going to move yeah, into... Yeah, let's do it. So they the, get back to the boat, right? So they get back to the boat. So as far as what was initially reported, basically at around 4 o'clock in the morning, RJ like radios for help and said, someone is missing from the boat. And they're like, What? He's like, my wife is missing, but also the dinghy is missing. And so everyone's like, oh, she must have taken the dinghy and, like, gone to shore. So now a search starts. Mind you, it turns out they waited several hours from the time 
that at least RJ and Dennis Deverne knew she was missing. Christopher Walken, like when he was like awoken and right. became aware of her, I don't know exactly what time that was. Okay. Um, but probably him as well when they realized she was missing because yeah. you know, he probably went and checked her room or, or his room or right. any of those things. Um, but several hours went by by the time they knew she was no longer on the boat to when they radioed for help. Right. And when they started searching. So she ended up in that water somehow. Yeah. Um, Robert Wagner always maintains that what had happened was she had gone to bed because he and Christopher Walken were having a heated political debate about politics and she was bored. So she was like, okay, you guys, you keep doing you, I'm going to bed. Uh-huh. In fact, there was a broken wine bottle right. on board that at first RJ told the police was because of rough seawater so that it had like Liar. broken, 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 and then ultimately wrote a biography where he admits that he did break the bottle, but that he says that he broke it because he was having... Oh, wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. Sorry. So he says initially the bottle was broken because of rough water and that Natalie had gone to bed because she was bored by the political debate that Christopher Walken and he were having. Then Christopher Walken goes to bed, and then he goes downstairs, and when he goes down into their stateroom, which was like it down below, but right. towards the back of the boat, uh-huh. that she wasn't there. And so he was looking all over for her, couldn't find her, and um, realized, oh, she's not here. Noticed that the dinghy was no longer with the boat. And so he was like, oh, she must have left, but that seems weird. So then you've got the skipper slash captain, who's right. a young Dennis Deverne, who is a really, to me, problematic witness. Right. Because he was definitely one of the three surviving people of this. Like, there are four people there, three of them survived, and this man is one of them. Right. But he's problematic in so much as that when when he first talks to police, he co- completely corroborates RJ's story, as does Christopher Walken. Um, then several decades later, sells a totally different story to a tabloid, writes a tell-all book. Now he has a podcast. And really? So, mm-hmm, there is a podcast, which I didn't listen to because I was like, I don't want to, like... Interesting. I didn't want to, like somehow be, like, doing the same podcast. I mean, I'd hope that else. his podcast is more about just, like, sea life and boat. Oh, boating, no, no. It's all boating. about what happened to her. It's on right now. I Weird. don't have the name of it. But basically, the reason I say he's problematic is not because yeah. he's not telling the truth, but because it does kind of appear that he's he's profited right. on changing the story that he initially told to create a situation where this was not an accidental drowning. Right. It does not mean that he is lying, because that's the thing. Is like nobody sure. actually knows the truth. But he's to me, he's problematic, and I yes. think he is to a lot of people yeah. only because of how much money he has been able to make. For sure. By changing his original story. Yeah. So, theories. Theories. I found a couple of interesting theories. Yeah. Oh wait, I didn't even finish what I was saying before. This is why I have to write notes because I get super excited I love and it. I don't remember what I've told people. I'm excited. So anyway, original account, he goes down, she's not there. They start to get people involved several hours later because they just think she must have gone to shore, which as Bonnie mentioned earlier, this is a woman who's deathly afraid of dark water. She doesn't know how to swim. Right. And I read that she's never gone by herself anywhere. And there's before. just like no reason for her to go. If you go by the story he was telling, which is that she was bored. Exactly. Now, if you go by other versions of the story, that she and RJ had gotten into an intensely heated fight that was both, like, very loud verbally, things were smashed, 
Yeah. And so maybe it was also physical that maybe that would have been reason enough for her right, to, to like, board I'm that leaving. day and be like, I'm leaving, I'm going to shore, this is, I can't stay here. But the original story was she'd just gone to bed, he went down there, she was nowhere to be found. They found her body the next morning. The dinghy was, was not far. And they did, in fact, note, at least in the original investigation, mm -hmm. that there appeared to be kind of like scratch marks on the side of the dinghy, like she'd been trying to pull herself up into it from the water. Oh, no. But that's probably, this dinghy was like pretty substantial. It would have worked, you know, it was a safe enough like water vessel. Right, to like choppy water, because it choppy was choppy water. water that weekend. But also what's crazy is like a lot of people, I think, think of this as like this all happened out in the open ocean. It did not. They were in a cove off of Catalina Island. Right, like with not other far, docked. But tons of other boats around and not all that far from shore. Like maybe a mile or two from shore, right. but in a cove. Like they were not out in like open water. Right, right. Um, but that does not take away from the fact that she was terrified. And it was also very cold. It was rainy, it was cold, it was bad weather. And uh, this is a woman that just didn't like water, especially not, and in the middle you, of the can night. Can you imagine, like, if I have a fear of something, and let's just say somebody's going to make me go, I'm terrified, deathly terrified of, like, the water. Unless, the only thing that's going to get me out with no underwear on A, that's fucking crazy. And in pajamas. Yeah. Like, you're not even wearing clothes. She's wearing her PJs and threw a coat on if she it. If she did just go on her own, Let's say no, nobody, there was no foul play right here. She was either scared, she was getting the fuck out of there, she was drunk, you know? Yeah. But so, yeah, it was one of those two things, if this is what happened. It just is what happened. I think it's, to me, it's safe to say that I do not believe that Natalie Wood just decided to get on that dinghy and take herself to shore. One, no. there was a skipper slash captain that would, could do that for yeah, her. Yeah, she could have gotten him. Like and she, he says that, right? He's yeah. like, she would never go anywhere by herself. And she was not, she couldn't swim. She wasn't like a, a experienced sailor. You know, she just wouldn't have done those things. Yeah. So that brings us to another theory that was later peddled by RJ in his biography about like what he thinks happened okay. and why she ended up in the water and why she was just gone when he went to their room. Yeah, what does he was say? Was that, so the dinghy was tied up to the part of the, um, the yacht uh -huh. that would have been like, directly outside of where their bedroom was. Okay. And that it was banging up against the side of the boat and that the sound was bothering her so that she just went out to retie it, like to basically kind of like, what is that word? We were trying to like make uh, something not loose. Tie, like, like tighten, tighten it so yeah. that it was like not going to be bouncing because like a loose rope would right. allow it to move around in the right. water. But if it was like really like flush up against the okay, boat, it wouldn't sure. bounce. And that somehow while she was doing that, she slipped because you would have to like kind of right. go down on the walkway. The dinghy's in the water. Right. Go down on whatever leads down to it from the boat. And that she slipped, must have hit her head, fallen unconscious. And because she was messing with the ropes, that's how the dinghy got loose as well. To me, this is actually kind of a plausible sure, okay. theory. It's a plausible theory. Yeah. But there's but, a couple of problems with that. Yeah. One, with the same reason why I know she didn't just get in that dinghy by herself. They literally, basically when I say captain or skipper, yeah. Dennis Deverne was like, the, the help. butler. Yeah. The, the, he was the person on board who was in charge of taking care of everything on that boat. Exactly. That they, these two movie star TV stars would never do, which I think includes an annoying dinghy. That banging, absolutely. Like that, I don't think you go do that yourself. I think no. you're like, hey, Dennis, can you do me a favor? The dinghy is making it impossible for me to sleep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
so that's where I, I'm going to punch a hole in that theory. Yeah. That's my hole. That was also, weirdly enough, though, Christopher Walken has always been really, really, really silent about this. Right. He doesn't talk about it, even when it came up again in the yeah. press recently. He said, you know, I haven't talked about this in over 30 years. I am cooperating with law enforcement, but I'm not going to comment on this. Right. So who knows? I mean, and honestly, who knows? I saw an interview with him about Brainstorm or whatever, and, and he st- seems sad more than anything. I think, I mean, here's the you deal. Know. Do I think that Christopher Walken was involved in what happened to her? No. Yeah. Do I think it is possible that maybe after the fact there was some kind of a cover-up that he was somehow coerced into being a part of without even really understanding what was happening because it all happened so fast? Potentially. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I'm going to say that it is entirely possible because of a couple of Tell me why. Oh my God. I feel like I'm a gossip. I know. Well, I know one of the theories, right? It's the one that where it's like, it wasn't. So there's first theory is that, that, um, Natalie and Walken, Christopher were having having an affair, affair. right? And RJ gets extremely jealous and breaks the bottle in jealousy. And literally even says, are you trying to fuck my wife? Yeah, exactly. Because they are just flirting away right in front of him like he's not even there. Exactly. But then an alternate theory. Yeah. Say, well, know what it yeah, is. it's an alternate theory is such like tabloid and whatever. Yeah, and but again, no basis in anything uh-uh. other than this is speculation. Which I feel like there's so much speculation. And anyways, the other theory is that Robert, RJ and, uh, and Christopher, Christopher Walken, Walken were, having the affair. were having the affair. And the reason why and these she theories on them. that she walked in on them, yeah. And the reason why that these theories are given any credence whatsoever without any kind of reason because neither of these men we're gay men, nobody, you know. Right. It was, but people say based on two things. The person who was either the agent or manager yeah. for RJ right. was the same agent or manager that represented um, Rock Hudson yeah. and um, all of the other, like, huge, hunky, closeted. Clo- closeted gay movie stars. Yeah. And that was the same guy that worked with RJ. The fact that it was a studio set up marriage, like they were trying to find all of that. And that there was something that happened that ended their first marriage. Right. That was scandalous. Right. And so that's where people think that this is a possible scenario. Okay, I see. I didn't know that. But then again, I think to myself, in this scenario, so what? She walks in on the two of them having an affair. What's like, I'm going to tell the world and ruin both of your careers and they kill her? But see, now I just said that out loud, and I'm yeah, like, okay, maybe. well, again, if we're just talking theories, because everything we're spouting, and I just want to say this, too, because oh, for sure. this is all theories. I read at the beginning the facts. Exactly. Those are the you only did. facts we have. Everything yep. else is speculation. Yep. And witness testimony, but again, witnesses that an eyewitness testimony can be can be false, not even intentionally false. Yeah, of course. Because one of the things when they reopened the case is that they said that more witnesses came forward. Right. Now, mind you, this is... It's like almost 40 years later. Yeah, and I saw the press conference with the police captain yeah. or whatever, and he's like really taking some of these stories from the witnesses very seriously. Very he's seriously. like, they, they've helped us in certain ways, right? Like yeah, the, no, and he says they're, they're credible, and that basically that the story, so when Dennis Deverne changed his story and came forward with this is actually kind of what went down, not that he knew definitively what had happened, right. but that what they said happened is not what happened. Right. Then these other witnesses that had been on other boats kind of corroborated right. the story. That's correct. And I guess they had actually even been... Um, and what is his story now? Like, what does he say? So Dennis DeVern says that he heard an outright knockdown, drag-out fight uh-huh. going on between Natalie and RJ in, yeah. their, in their room. Gotcha. And it was... Really, really heated and really, really loud. And then everything just went completely silent. 
And because it had been such an like elevated fight, he was worried when he didn't hear anything anymore. So he right. went down to the room, he knocked on the door. He says that RJ opened the door, was like completely like red in the face, you know, like sweaty, looked crazed and was yeah. like, go away. Right, she's, uh, she's taken care of or something, right? Doesn't he or say like, something like that? Or something, yeah, like Natalie is gone. Okay. Or like, go away, Natalie's gone. Oh. Which to me is like, wait, is this when you told him that she was missing from the boat? Because that's not what he says. He just no. says, so then he goes away because he was that terrified of him. Right. And then later, RJ comes out and is like, Natalie is not on the boat. We need, like, we should look for her. But he also says that he said, should we turn, when they said she was missing from the boat, yeah. initially before they contacted anybody, they said, like, should we turn on the searchlights and, like, yeah. see if we can see her in the water or, like, anything like that. And he kept being like, no, 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 I don't want to draw attention to our boat. We're a bunch of famous people. This will become a whole thing. Another interesting thing, though, yeah, like, from but... back in the day. So uh-huh. when they found her body the next day uh-huh. and everybody was notified about it and the police came in and, you know, everything was going on, RJ basically, like, was picked up you know, by lawyers and family and all that, and, like, whisked away mm-hmm. and asked if Dennis DeVern would stay behind to identify his wife's body, which to me... That is weird. ...is incredibly strange. Like, what person is going to be like, they found my wife in the water, but I, instead of staying here, making sure, one, that it's her, and two, like, that being is there in that suspicious. moment... He literally makes Dennis, and Dennis talks about how, like, having to ID her body was one of the most traumatic things in his life. I can only imagine. Because she was so, you know, she was so full of life. She was this incredibly charming, beautiful, charismatic right. movie star. And then he had to be the one to look at her after she had passed and be like, yes, that's her. Yeah. And also that is just weird. That is weird. Because you would want, here's the thing though. When you said like he wouldn't put the search lights on. Mm-hmm. If my husband, if I knew that my husband was afraid of something and right. I would be like, oh my God, get let's figure this out because they're going to be freaking out if they're in the water. Like, right. let's put it on right now. It doesn't matter who, what who people think about us. Yeah. Like, and so this, there's, a life there is, is on the, on the line is, here. That is why this case was reopened and classified as suspicious. Yeah. Because, because it the is fact that suspicious. stories have changed and the fact that um, weird shit was done. Yeah. It does not mean, to me, I have a couple of theories that do not, do not involve foul play. Ooh, what are your theories? Or they involve accidental, or maybe they involve, like, foul play after the fact. Okay, okay. But I think, based on the information that we have, that everybody on that boat was so drunk. Right. And I'm guessing probably also, like, on Quaaludes right. or, like, whatever Oop, the fun yeah. drug of the time was. Yeah, Quaaludes are very 80s, yeah. You know, and so, like... And wasn't her um, alcohol level, like, one point something? It was, it she was, was definitely over the legal yeah. limit. They all, and they all admitted that they had yeah. been drinking. and there was so witnesses. So I think that what happened was I cannot speak to when she went in the water. I really don't know okay, what happened there. Of course. But I think that the delay in response uh-huh. to her going in the water is because RJ was so drunk and probably on drugs that I think somebody, and by somebody I mean him and maybe also Dennis Devern, Christopher right. Walken apparently had gone to bed before any of this took place. So right. He, but even if he'd been out there, I think they passed out in the time when they should have been looking for her. Right. And their story, to not make it sound like we were all so fucked up and unconscious right. when she went, you know, when we should have been calling for help, is that we didn't want to draw attention to anything. We just assumed she'd done this, and that's why we waited until this time to call for help. Right. So. 
That makes sense. I mean, to that's me, one theory. that's like a plausible theory of like the time lapse there. I also think it's a plausible theory, or not plausible. They're all plausible theories, right. I guess. One of the other theories that I read was they got into a physical altercation and he full on threw her into the water. Right. So well, that's they murder. did show, they do uh, on the body, on the autopsy. She has bruises. She has bru- bruises that wouldn't, like the first coroner was like, oh yeah, this could be uh, because of the yeah, choppy seawater. He did. He said not all of those bruises were consistent with a fall yeah. into water from, because you know, like, have you ever seen those movies like, Open Water and Open Water 2. No. Okay, so Open Water is actually based on a true story, and it's about this couple, and they're on a scuba diving excursion or whatever, oh, and they accidentally get left oh, behind. Oh, yes, I do remember that. And then that. they die from how I fear I will die, shark attack. <laughs> but Open Water 2 is, you know, not based on anything true, but is the same idea of, you know, being trapped in open water, and it's about a bunch of people, like rich kids, like young adults, partying uh-huh. on a yacht that are all, like, jumping off and having fun, but because they're fucked up and all this stuff, nobody remembered to put the ladder down. And oh, to get shit. on a yacht, it's like oh, 10 shit. plus feet, which you can't do from the ocean. No. But say they forgot, so they're all literally trapped outside their yacht, and then I'm pretty sure a bunch of sharks show up. I didn't <laughs> But anyway, so when you think of it in terms of if you fall up yeah. like from a yacht into the water, yeah. the distance from like where you hit the water to what it would take to like either get back up or if you would right. to hit things on the way down would explain some of her bruises, sure. but not all of them. No. And you know, it's just she looked like she'd been in some kind of an altercation. Yeah. And again, I'm gonna just say because of all of the alcohol that we know was consumed, yep. we know it was consumed. I'm thinking the likely scenario is one of two things. They got into a fight and in a drunken rage. He did something to her. Right. They got into a fight, and in a drunken moment of defiance, she was like, oh, I'm going to leave this boat, and, like, goes and attempts to get off the boat into the dinghy because she's that intoxicated, and right. she's just like, I'll show you. I'm going to leave. Right. An accident happens, and because they're fighting, he's wasted, and he's mad at her. When she's calling for help, he just ignores her cries for help because yeah. he's like, what? You said you were leaving. You Isn't that quoted, them. like teach her a lesson or something yeah there's theories that like he, he purposefully didn't go help her yeah um the eyewitnesses that came forward said that they heard an incredibly loud argument on the back of the boat that did sound like the voices because they're famous people people know what they sound yeah. like of rj and natalie there are also witnesses that came forward and said that they heard a woman calling for help in the water so those are the two wit- those are witness testimonies that back up the the fight, yeah, and then also the fact that maybe it wasn't so much that he directly put her in the water, but that sure. she ended up in the water in some way, and he ignored her cries for help, That's and crazy. that maybe the reason why nobody else heard those is because they were unconscious. Yeah, I mean, he could have blacked out too. Absolutely, I mean, that could have been it too. Is like he thought that she was getting in the dinghy. I put, I read one thing where they said that he was so mad at her and he knew how scared she was of water that just to like terrify her he actually put her in the dinghy and then like released it and was like there you go like you're stuck in the dinghy and then she was trying to get back to the yacht fell out of the dinghy cried and cried and cried for help and that was where I read the thing about like you deserve it or like yeah like let her oh that's really upsetting so there are just all of these things but I will say my takeaway from this so Lana Wood her sister has publicly said that she 100% believes that Robert Wagner killed her sister right was directly involved in what happened with yeah. to her everybody else seems to think that that's possible but it's also likely that he was kind of indirectly that he 
there is no, like, you're not required to save someone's life. But that, that's just, awful. This is the just mother as of you are children. not required, if, even if you're a person of interest, and the, to speak to the police, you don't which, have to talk to the cops. Which she has never done. Yeah. She has never done. Yeah, so I actually wrote that down. The difference between, so this is also, I think, worth noting, because he's only ever been named a person of interest by the LAPD. Okay. So a person of interest is someone police want to talk to for information about a case. Right. They want to talk to him because his stories have changed. It's varying accounts, right. and they want him to kind of explain those discrepancies. To call someone a suspect, a suspect is somebody police think may be involved in the crime they're investigating. And they have to answer questions, yeah, right? Yeah, so a suspect will be brought in for questioning. Gotcha. A person of interest is someone that they reach out to. Because they don't have any evidence to get right. him they just want to information make and him a it suspect. It is, I think, worth saying that Robert Wagner has never spoken to the police outside of, right. I'm pretty sure, outside of the, ori the original investigation. And, and even if he, if he did, it was so, they were more like, go grieve for your wife. Like right. that, they, he was like, for oh, two yeah. seconds. I mean, they never once thought of it. They the never police, really questioned yeah, him as there was, if he... I read some crazy theories that basically, uh, this is the nutty one that I give no credence. Okay. That basically, after he killed Natalie, he called their mutual friend, Frank Sinatra, who he confessed everything. Frank was like, I can kind of understand because of the affair and like you were enraged. You didn't mean to do it. It happened in the moment. So I'm pissed at you, but you've atoned. We're going to... We're going to take care of it, and because everybody knows, like Frank Sinatra was supposedly like mobbed up, oh, he had was. connections, and like in the police oh. force, in city council, and anybody that would have investigated these things. It's also why they say Christopher Walken has never said anything because he was threatened, like literally by the with, mob. With, by the mob. That's so a, I don't know. It's a I fun theory. I, it's a fun theory. I don't uh -huh. give it any credence. But well, and I also feel like when you were talking about Lana Wood, her sister, when I, I watched a bunch of her interviews, and she's very much all about like getting on. Any sort of documentary, any sort of right. show. And again, she, a but she comes witness. off that shit crazy. But you were saying, but we're sisters. Yeah, we I have. have I am one of. I have. I'm one of five kids. I have yeah. one brother and I have three sisters. And I have and a if, sister. If anything ever happened to one of my siblings, right? And I believed, with everything in me, that somebody had done something to them and nothing was being done to that person, or no one was even I would investigating be that. Relentless. I would be. On every news yeah. program that ever took me, I would be shouting from the rooftops. I would be writing exactly. books and doing tell-alls so and trying to just get anyone's attention. I hear you, again, Lana. It's, it's problematic in so much there's profiting. Yeah. There is, you know, like other things and all that. But again, I felt like the grief anytime I saw her is real. real. Yeah. And so I think that no matter if she's right or not, she believes that 100%, yep. and she wants justice for her sister. Yeah, and I would too. And I will tell you this. After all of my crazy deep diving on the internet, I do not know what happened to Nollywood. Yeah. But I think that Robert Wagner knows a lot more than he has ever told anyone, and I think that, that he should share that information with the police. I think that for his children's sake, for her family's sake, mm -hmm. that whatever he is withholding, no matter how incriminating, because if he did not murder her, one thing that I did learn from the 48 Hours documentary, yeah. if he didn't actually kill her, the statute of limitations on any other possible crime they could charge right. him with... Murder is, is the only thing. Murder is the only thing. And so if it was, you know, hiding, like, concealment after the fact or not, you know, release, or lying to the police, none of that could hold up. So if he didn't actually kill her and he has information that could clarify or clear some things up or at least help the investigation move right. forward, 
I'm like, just do it, RJ. And also just to say, don't get drunk and go on a yacht. Yeah. Be real careful, everybody. Be just, yeah, you know, if you're going to party on a yacht, yeah. don't get drunk and do quaaludes. No. And also learn how to swim if you own a boat. Yeah. I and understand, like, if you're drowning with clothes on, take the clothes off. It's going to be a lot lighter. I know. It's so scary. And I, I just know. think about, you know, this, like, the, the fact that she was told her whole life that that's what was going to happen, had yeah. a really, like, out there known fear, yeah. and somehow really this sad. still happened, and... It's really sad. So this is our first cold case, everybody. I know, and we're... Um, I think we solved it. No, I'm kidding. Mean, well, we're, we're armchair detectiving it, but I'm telling you that my theory is that I don't know exactly how she ended up in that water, but I think he does. Me too. Tell and, us. And um, I would... I mean, he's so old now. I know, but he's definitely listening to this podcast, I'm 100%. sure. 100%. So, yeah, RJ... so RJ, like, call in or write us. I guess yeah. we, don't, we don't actually Email us at romcrimepodcast at, G- yeah, podcast. at gmail.com. <laughs> or you can send us a DM on, like, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, yeah. which we're on, everybody. Also. You should also feel free to do those things. We would love and to hear from you. We would love, I will say, Bonnie and I are having a really fun time going down this road we of, love like, specifically it. romantic, romantically, like... Crimes. Motivated. That's the word I've always been looking Yay. for. Romantically motivated crimes. Yay. But, you know, there's a lot of the well-known ones. Anybody has a lesser known, obscure. obscure, something that you know about because it happened in the small town you're from or anything Let like that. Us know. We would love to hear about those stories. We'd love to learn yeah. more about them and talk about them. Yep. And we love doing this. And we yep. hope you guys like listening. So please rate, review, and um, like subscribe. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. We really would. We love you guys. Bye. I love you. Bye. Bye.